Welcome in, welcome in everybody to episode nine on the Cerberus Gridiron Podcast. I'm your host, Christian underscore CFS. And as you can see right now, we don't have a co-host right now, but we're not going to do that to y'all. We know, we know how all y'all been talking about, man, who is this guy, Mr. NM Porterfield, like burn the playbook. Y'all want to see him more and more. So we decided to bring him back again. I know y'all seen him. And let's just go and bring him on, y'all. Let's go and bring him on. So with further ado, we're about to welcome in, welcome in, welcome in Mr. Uh, NM Porterfield from uh, Burn the Playbook. What's going on, y'all? What's going on? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. I'm ready for the season to start, man. It's been a less like dead months whenever football season ain't going on. I don't get in the NBA and and baseball. I watch fights. But other than that, I'm I'm always waiting for football to come back around. So it's it's getting closer. I'm dancing on my toes. I'm doing that dance like when you got to use the bathroom real bad, but you can't get to it quick enough. Like that little baby dance. That dance on your tiptoes. Yeah, up on the tiptoes dancing back and forth. (laughs) That's where I'm at right now, man. So I'm I'm excited. I'm ready. I've uh, been doing some drafts, got the draft guide out and everything. So I'm um, okay. excited about that. So just, you know, ready, man. I'm ready. Hey, man. I mean, you got to be ready, man, especially up in the streets. And then everybody, 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 welcome in again. And for this episode, we're going to talk about draft strategies because we know that everybody right now is getting into those draft season. Right. Y'all feeling it, but you might not know some of the key things that you need to focus on whenever you're getting up into a draft. So we actually going to do another live draft so y'all can see us in action and we're going to have we're going to have like a, we're going to do a team together in important field and then Christian underscore CFS myself are going to do a draft together under on underdog and we're going to get into it. So here we go. So right now we're just going to sit here and the first thing since we are um we're actually in the draft we're just waiting right now so some of the first couple of things that like people really don't don't end up doing is understanding the format understanding the format so as we're waiting for people just to join and everything we're just going to make sure that we understand the format Right. And so one of one of the things I, I talk about in my guide, the first thing you need to do whenever you join a league, have the, the commissioner or somebody send you a screenshot with all the rules, how the scoring is set up, all of that, because you don't want any surprises. 
I know one year I didn't ask those questions and found out I was in a super flex league. And I was like, why is everybody taking quarterbacks in the first round? And then come to find out that that was the reason why. So you definitely want to make sure that you you ask those questions. You do that investigation before you, uh, man, this thing filled up quick. Uh, do mm-hmm. that investigation before you, you know, sit down for any type of draft. Because if you don't have a strategy, if you don't know what the format is before you go in, your strategy going to be all off. Your, your yep. strategy should be reflective of what the format is. So with this format, so the scoring for, for receptions is 0.5 per reception, receiving touchdowns at six, rushing touchdowns is six, receiving yards is 0.1, rushing yards is 0.1, passing TDs is four, interception is negative one, and passing yards is 0.04. So it sounds like your your basic half point PPR. That's um, exactly what it is. But then the roster is, size. You also want to think about that too as well. Absolutely. The roster size, you got one QB, you have three wide receivers, two running backs, one tight end, one flex position. And this flex position is um it's your ordinary flex position with a uh, wide receiver, running back, and then tight end. And then you got ten bench spots. And those bench spots will fill up quicker than you realize if you ain't uh, if you ain't paying attention to it. That is true. That is true. So it seems like we are picking from the tenth spot here. And what are some of the guys that you're thinking about actually taking around up in like the tenth spot? So I have, I have two or three people up in mind that who I would go with, but I want to hear your strategy around who you would like to select around like the 10th round. So like the 10th pick. Right. So there's two kind of thoughts that I have when it comes to um, the the later round picks, you're going to miss out on those top receivers, which those are guys you usually want to target. However, picking later, you usually have an opportunity to play a little hero uh, RB, which means you get a solid running back and then you can follow up with another receiver and then on your next go around, if you want to get another running back, you can. So I would tend to do a running back now with the way the running back market is now. Uh, it's a little bit. All right, uh, dog, we only got 15 seconds, man. Oh, my bad. Go ahead and get your receiver. Get your get your receiver. So, so the yeah. receiver that I'm going with is C.D. Lamb is because right. I think he's going to end up being a top tier wide receiver this year because he was on the cusp of last year. Right. So I'm big on C.D. Lamb this year and what N.M. Porterfield was saying. Um, it's also good to get running backs up in the late round, especially when everybody is dodging, because the one thing you want to do is you want to stick to your strategy. Whatever your philosophy is, whenever you're going into it, you want to have it in concrete, but also be understanding that just because you're going in with the strategy, you can always zig when like other people zag. So you don't right. always have to stay, stay true to your um, to your philosophy. You got you got to be flexible. You got to be able to adapt, and you also got to pay attention to what everyone else is doing. So, if your strategy was to grab a running back, and then you start seeing all these running backs go earlier than expected, and they're leaving a lot of value receivers on the board, it's okay mm-hmm. to switch up and, and grab that receiver that's going to be there because those points are valuable. You got the uh, the weighted value of each reception in a PPR league is much more important than each carry. So, for per carry, you're going to get about Point three two, and per reception is going to be about one point three. So right now we have some good prospects, and we only got about sixteen seconds. So 
between Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddle, or Chris Olave, which one would you end up taking? I would take Chris Olave. And the funny thing about that is I was happy you said that because that's who I wanted to take anyways. But I wanted to get your perspective because I'm really high on Chris Olave this year. I really think he's going to do big numbers. Right. I, I think um, – I mean, he, he did good numbers last year with subpar quarterback play. So that's kind of one of the things is – and then um, his average depth of target for other receivers was a lot better. So he's getting the ball downfield. His his air yards are a lot different than some of these other receivers. Some of these guys are only catching these dink and dunk passes. And so you're not – they're not getting as much opportunity for points. You know, if every pass he catches is 15 yards down the field, one catch is going to be worth 2.5 points versus someone else who catches it five yards down the field. That catch is only worth 1.5 points. So these are things to consider when you're when you're looking at what types of receivers you want to go after. Okay, yeah, that's how I feel. Um, I'm really high up on uh, Chris Olave this year. I think he can end up putting on. Uh, putting in more yards than like what he did last year, especially with Derek Carr coming in, because um, we I, we I got a feeling that he's going to use him sort of similar to like how Da is, mm-hmm. and I think this is the year that um that Chris Olave is actually going to take the torch from. I know everybody out there is going to probably be like this dude's been hurt for like the longest. I, I don't I didn't even know he's still up on the team. Yes, everybody, Michael Thomas is still one of the top tier wide receivers for the Saints, but he's been hurt. But I really have a big feeling that uh, Chris Olave is actually just going to take that torch from him and be the the sheer hold number one receiver that, that they've been looking for since he kind of stepped up last year doing right. that. And so when you when you look at Derek Carr, who was one of the top quarterbacks in deep shots last year, and then mm-hmm. you look at Chris Olave being one of the receivers who was one of the top deeper um, reception receivers last year. It's just like a perfect marriage of quarterback and, and receiver. And you like to see those types of things. Like it's, the, it's almost the exact opposite of what's happening in Vegas with Devontae and Jimmy G. Jimmy yeah. G being more of a short to intermediate thrower and Devontae. Devontae can work all over the field, but last year, um, you know, with Devon, with Derek Carr throwing him the ball deep, he was able to, you know, benefit off that versus, you know, with Jimmy, it's going to, he's still going to get the yards, but it's going to look different, you know, so. Right. All right. So with what you have right now, because you're what, eight picks away, are so you. What we have, right now, it's like a CD lamb, like Chris Olave. And the so, one thing that I'm looking at right now is I'm looking at running backs right now to see like which one is going to actually give me that edge. A lot of people have been we know jt's going through his his thing right now with the colts he wants to get paid and that's the reason why he's going to continue to drop because a lot of people are just scared of him and same thing with uh josh jacobs a lot of people are scared of him as well because he wants that contract but we know personally these guys are good and to get them where they're going right now at the adp like it might be a steal just taking him there and let's say he does come back like week one Mm-hmm. Okay, and now everybody is all upset because he was actually taken. Because right now, everybody, this is um, underdog. Uh, we're doing a best ball league, and right now, JT has fallen into the third round. And 
like he's I, I, what I mean, he's falling. He's falling. Like we just did 3.7 right now. And, and then Jameer Gibbs went over him and, he and I was thinking about the, taking uh, him first round. So late first, round. I might end up doing this. A lot of people might think this is crazy, but I might end up going. I already know the route you would go because you're a big advocate. Oh, never mind. He already got taken. So never mind. We ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, he going what Gibbs in. Oh. The route I would go is if this guy Sweetleaf, I don't know who he is, but um, he already did, so he pr- pretty much did the same thing. Uh, we ended up doing taking two uh wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So right here, I'm thinking about either Najee or or Travis Etienne right here. So and I like both of those. Um, mm-hmm. oh. For the because I believe that the offense is ascending and the coach recently said he should get sixteen hundred yards rushing, I would go ETN. Okay, so um, those are the two guys that I had in punt. So what I'm trying to hope for that's going to end up happening is I'm hoping Najee is going to come back to us up on the turn at like four point oh three, and then you get both. We'll have to wait and see, but I don't think so because if you look behind, like the guy that was actually picking at uh, three point twelve, he has no running backs. So most likely he's going to grab like a Najee and then, okay, he did not. He grabbed Jacobs and then Debo Samuels. Wow. That's possible. Now, One more. Well, right. there, see, so as right. y'all can see, like the, like our strategy ended up picking up. So like Najee did not get picked up at all. So we're going to end up getting Najee right here. And we have also got Travis Etienne. And with that, our running backs are Travis Etienne and Najee Harris, just like the two guys we just picked. And in our wide receiver room, it's C.D. Lamb and Chris Olave. And since this is a best ball league, we will want to try to stack some of these positions. So we might, we're not going to force anything because we've got to stick to the strategy, which is understanding the format. But we might try to do a little finagling here to see what's actually out there and we're not going to force like a Justin uh, or I mean like a Trevor Lawrence and Kenny Pickett. If we want him to stack him with Najee, we can get him up in the late rounds yeah. and like do like a stack with like George Pickens, Najee and Kenny Pickett. I, I like that. And everybody's not high up on Derek Carr. Derek Carr. We all know Derek Carr. The Saints have either the number one or number two easiest schedule this year. They have the and number with one them easy. having the number one and number two easiest schedule is this year. Those are two good options to, to just to think about up in the back end. Like you might want to get your stud, which our stud could be Trevor Lawrence. That could be our stud this year, but then up on the back end, like our two fillers at at quarterback, could end up being um, Kenny Pickett and then Derek Anderson. I mean uh, David Carr. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I was about to say Derek Anderson. Like I'm thinking about the uh, whenever he played for the Cardinals. So at the top of at the top of the available players right now, we still have Christian Watson, Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore. So those are still some good value receivers. You're Mm -hmm. ten picks away. the The thing that I've been seeing in the drafts that I've done that Mm -hmm. has been hard to land. It's been hard to land tight ends. Tight end oh, is already tight end. Uh, is already a scarce position. Yep. And so you either have to reach for your tight end, which I got lucky on well, not lucky. Travis Kelsey has been going around pick four, three, three, four, five, somewhere in that range. 
Yeah. So I did have one draft where I was picked four and I took Kelsey there. Okay. But every other every other one I've been either having to reach to get my tight end mm-hmm. or I've been having to take tight ends that I may not be as high on and I'm just really banking on the upside there. Um, you know, guys like uh I mean, you know, Darnell Washington hoping for a for a you know touchdown equity with him or somebody mm-hmm. like that, or uh, you know, Noah Fant just, you know, hoping that maybe the Seahawks offense just gives him a lot of opportunity. So uh that's one thing that I've noticed in 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 the various formats because I've done some super flex, I've done some um, you know, done some some PPR, some standard, and okay. it seems like one, you have to you basically have to view Travis Kelsey like a receiver now. Even even though he's at the tight end position, he's being drafted like he's one of the top five receivers. So yes. you have to view him that same way. And so really your tight ends are gonna start at Mark Andrews, and then it's gonna go Andrews, Hawkinson, Waller, guys like that. And then after that, you gotta decide do I wanna reach on a tight end or do I wanna because they're going to start falling in those rounds where you still need to get receivers and mm-hmm. and running backs and things like that. So you got to you got to, you know, like Christian was saying, have your have your strategy, have your your goal on what you want to go for, which it looks like you see one pick away. So, yeah. You think so you right can here. get them on the on the back end or you want to get them reaching get so, them This is what I'm thinking about going. I'm still trying to covet that uh running back position. So I'm not a big filler of like Chris Godwin or like Mike Peace uh, or Hollywood Brown this year. And I think George Kittle is actually going to take a step back. But there are two guys here that I do like. I do like Miles Sanders, and I'm pretty sure I can get that stack with uh, the, the Panthers. But I also like Cam Akers as well. Okay. And I think Cam Akers is going to do some big things. But also that's solidifying similar to the actual running back position. We really don't have to think about a running back for for like a while now. Right. And then we can just pick up other positions. So like the next one, it can end up being Trevor Lawrence if he doesn't. So we can get that stack with Travis Etienne. Or we can end up zigging and zagging the opposite way and going a different route. Because there is a QB out there that I don't think has been taken yet. And I'm. When I mean I'm a fan of this guy, I am a big fan of Dagle Anthony Richardson. And, and you can get him up in, about him in camp too. I've you can you can get him up in the late rounds. Yeah, you that's, can get that's a good one. You can either get AR fifteen. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry that I called him that. He does not want to be called that. AR five, um, and then you can also pair him up with Alex Pierce. So right, you can see right here, we're on the clock. But like what I said before, like it's like this draft is like falling to us and we have we can get our first QB, which I think getting Trevor Lawrence right here would be very good. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about that? I agree. Yeah, that that I'm I'm all for ascending offenses, qu- quarterbacks mm-hmm. who are going to be on ascending offenses. And I think the Jags are going to be a team that's taking a step up this year. Um, and then Travis Etienne matched with that, um, it, and then the weapons that Trevor Lawrence has. Just there's so much to to be excited about with that offense in fantasy. Yep. And then I and, don't know if Christian Kirk is gone already, but you might be able to steal him a little bit later on too. 
Nah, he already went. Uh, he, he already went, went right up before he went. But okay. if I did not take Trevor Lawrence right there, some of the other guys that I was um, thinking about getting because it's in the range where we can start loading up even more up on wide receiver is I thought about either going George Pickens or also Jordan Addison. Like in our last episode uh, and like our must draft players, I had Jordan Addison because I was really, I'm really high on Jordan Addison this year as the, they call him the number three role because right now they're saying KJ Osborne is getting like a bulk of like the work, but everybody we've, we've seen that same play happen whenever Justin Jefferson came into the league and he went to the Vikings, they was talking about how Adam Thielen was getting all the, like majority, all the shares. And then eventually it started off like that for like the first couple of weeks, but we already know what happens with, with guys out there. We know rookies need to actually play, but they and, need to understand the actual playbook and it, and it, and it takes time. Yeah. Like, like the game speed changes and they understand that. So one once of the, he hit week four, go ahead. One of the things about that offense as well is that um, I think that the loss of Dalvin Cook is going to mm-hmm. impact them more than people realize. And I think that their passing numbers, they already pass a lot, but I think those numbers are probably going to go up and they're going to be in more shootouts than they would have been if they had still had Dalvin. Um, Madison is good, but he's not yeah. Dalvin Cook. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but so we're going to see what he's going to do this year. They're going to give him the opportunity, and if he can't handle it, then they have two other good running backs right behind him and Ty Chandler, which I personally think that he's similar to Dalvin Moore, but he's a lot faster. Right. And then they also have uh, Dwayne, Dwayne McBride, McBride, who I'm who high on. It's a thumper. Yeah. And we'll see what he can end up doing up in the offense because we don't know what he's going to do right now, but we will see, like we know everybody, thank goodness preseason is coming back this Thursday. We're going to be able to see these games and just mm-hmm. see like what the offense is and like football's back, everybody. Like we're just in here drafting right now, taking this time by time, looking at the board. So right now, if people that are not uh, watching are able to watch the video, our, um, our team right now is uh, at quarterback. We have Trevor Lawrence. At running back, we have Travis Etienne. At we also have Najee Harris, uh, Cam Akers. At wide receivers, we have CeeDee Lamb and we have Chris Olave. And right now on the board, some of the high guys out there, people are still like a lot of people are reaching up on running backs right now. That's why we were saying like you can't you can go in with the strategy, but you also got to go in knowing where other people are zigging, you, you, you're going to have to zag. And what we mean by that is sort of how similar we was talking about. Trevor Lawrence just fell to us. Also, the same thing with like Najee. We right. had the choice. We could either went Travis Etienne or, or we could have went Najee first. So we took the upside up on Travis Etienne, which the coach talking about, he wants to get him 1,600 yards, 1,700 yards. So we took that into consideration, which what you should be doing whenever you are looking and doing all the studying out there on all these players and then understanding like what the coaches are saying, because sometimes what the coaches are saying, it could just be that bull job. But if a coach is seriously talking about a key starter and things like that, you might want to listen to what he's saying. Right. So right here in the seventh round at 7.10 people. And like, this is another instant, everybody like right now, 
the person that is on the board right now, it is Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, and then Quentin Johnson at at uh, wide receivers. They also got DeAndre Swift, who I'm not a big fan of. But who are you thinking about right here, and who would I mean, you think about picking? I would go either Flowers or Addison here. Um, probably okay. Flowers because I've heard that he's essentially the best receiver at camp and it's not even close. Okay. So everybody, just so we're putting like a, a point to like thing, we just did select um, Zay Flowers and that's okay. But we did not get what happened before where the guy that was actually behind us in the draft, they ended up taking Jordan Addison, which I didn't know if he was going to follow us or not. But this is another round where you're actually looking to see what's out there. Like you, you also want to be different from everybody else. Like we also got another good person out there who I'm thinking about. This is the route we should end up going if, if this guy's still here. But what are your thoughts about uh, Traylon Burks? I actually have a weird feeling that he could outperform DeAndre Hopkins this year. I do too as well. That's that's. I haven't spoken on it much because it sounds like blasphemy, and I know most people would probably feel that way, but I feel that the way the offense is going to be set up and the way teams are going to defend D-Hop, I don't mm-hmm. think Tannehill is going to be able to throw those tight windows, and so he's going to throw to who's going to be more open, and it's probably going to be Burks just because the teams are going to defend D-Hop. They're going to double D-Hop, so... I, you know, it, it's not going to be like a massive blowing them out the water thing, but mm-hmm. I can see, you know, one having like, you know, 900 to 1,000 and the other one having like 1,100 or something like that. I could definitely okay. see that in the range of outcomes um, for both of them. I'm, I'm not high on the Tennessee offense in general. Um, Which I don't think anybody's ever high on the Tennessee offense because yeah. of how they use the wide receivers in that position. Right. And then their, their offensive line took a step back um, as well. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to run, take a run at players like D hop and, and Burks who I know are, are studs, but mm-hmm. um, if there's other guys that, that I can get, you know, later on, I definitely would. Or around okay. that, that range, I definitely would. It, um, and, and that's just because of the offensive situation, not not because of the, the skill or, the, or the, the talent of the player. It's more so about I just don't think Tennessee's in a good in a good situation. Okay. Like and I, I see a path where away. I can see a path where Tannehill is benched midseason and then put back as the starter and then benched again. Like they they I, I could see them having some chaos at that position so okay and we are 10 picks away and also with this going as well um anthony richardson did just get taken so it kind of sinks that that he did get taken but we do have a good qb up in trevor lawrence which a lot of people do not know this this man can end up running and using his wheels but he chooses not to it's it's very um this disheartening that he doesn't run a little bit more because he has the actual the ability to run. Yeah. But right now, like we're nine picks away and just for the people that are listening to up on the audio version, which we do thank y'all. Don't forget to like subscribe and all that Apple podcast. Gonna give us a five star rating. 
because what we're doing here is we're trying to serve you and give you the best draft strategies, period, that we can. And right now, um, our board is setting up with Trevor Lawrence at quarterback still. We got uh, Travis Etienne. We have Najee Harris, Cam Akers. We added CeeDee Lamb, Chris Olave, Zay Flowers, and then Traylon Burks. And also right now that's on the board, just to give people a visual, um, Kadarius Tony is out there for the uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Dalvin Cook, who has not signed yet, is still out there. Evan Ingram, who we could end up going that route to that's get that happened. stack. Yep, that was actually. My but fault. then there's uh, see whenever I'm I'm big on zigging one one bag on everybody's zags, <laughs> and what I'm thinking about is if this player is there, I'm thinking about going this route, and I'm thinking about going JMO, and the reason why I'm thinking about going JMO is because I'm also big up on Jared Goff this year, <laughs> and we all know who that tight end is out there too for the Detroit Lions is it's that Sam Laporta. Yep. And this year, I am big on a lot of rookie tight ends. I think this is the year that the rookie tight ends are going to end up taking the torch for some of, from some of the veterans and actually stamping their name in saying, hey, no, I'm here. I'm taking over. And this tight end, or what they call it, uh, who started it? Was it uh, Kelsey or was it George Kittle? Uh, George Kittle, tight, tight, end tight end you? you. Yep. And they're going to end up solidifying what's going to end up happening out there. So right now we have see a lot of people are reaching on like Kadarius Tony, Shad Bateman, Jacoby Myers up in Las Vegas, and right there you still got Dalvin Cook, which it's still a good like even if he sits out, like what he's doing is he's playing the ball game. He didn't want to go to training camp, like a lot of people don't want to go to training camp now. All right, so and Dalvin's gone. So Dalvin Cook was taken. So what are your thoughts here? I want to play a little. I want to see if we can you, actually make this. If, if you zag, you can get Jameson Williams. I would have gone Evan Ingram because I like that stack, and Evan Ingram is one of my uh, top five tight ends in, okay. in fantasy. Okay, in my, in we'll go. Goal. We'll go Evan. We'll go Evan Ingram right now, but we'll see if JMO is going to end up being there. So the reason, well, we'll see if JMO is going to be there. Which he with him being suspended for six games, there. I think people will probably pass him. A lot of, of people might not. Yep, that is very true. So right now, everybody, we do have our stack lineup, which is the uh, Jaguar stack, which is Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, and then Evan Ingram. And I think we're looking pretty good right now. Um, the people that just went off the board after us was Odell Beckham Jr. Um, then you have Antonio Gibson, Zach Charbonnet. And right now on the board, it is so the, the guy just took right J-Mo. <laughs> so we just got sniped and then he just picked JMO. So what's on the board right now? And it's like, what are you thinking about out there? Like, what are you thinking? The one thing that I'm thinking about going right now is because I've heard a lot about this guy. I like that. Pick. Devon A chain. I'm thinking about going real hard on Devon A chain is because what's being said about this rookie and all the defensive players are saying is that this dude is actually good. Like he can actually tote the rock all three downs. And if he's able to do that, if he's able to do that, that might, they still might bring in Dalvin if Dalvin wants to come to Miami. But what that's going to end up doing is that's going to knock Raheem Mostert pretty much out of the running back for four touches. It's going to be a two running back by 
well, y'all can say it by committee, but it'll be like an A and B type that of one, two uh, running back chain. It's a one-two punch. Yeah, that's that, our, that uh, thunder and lightning. Right. So I, but Raheem Mostert's on my on my avoid players to avoid this year, um, in the draft guide. Okay. I, I, you know, I I am a big fan of Mostert. I have been since he was a 49er. Um, I know mm-hmm. what he's capable of as a player, but he's in his 30s. Um, he's got a, a high injury history. And in general, his thing is he's able to hit the ground, hit a cut, and be gone. He's got the speed element. That's what Devon A. Chain mm-hmm. is coming with. And when you got a younger guy who can do the same thing, it's it's only a matter of time before the young buck takes you know takes the reins. So, um, you know, with his injury history and with that backfield being muddied already because they drafted him, they still have Jeff Wilson mm-hmm. Jr. and there's a chance of Dalvin Cook. I just don't see enough fantasy relevancy for Raheem Mostert for me to want to take a chance on drafting him. Okay. So, so right yeah, here, we are 13 picks away. And there's a guy out there that I'm really, really big on in the 10th round. And actually, this dude is going to fall to the 11th, but I don't think we're going to get him. And I think this guy can end up being the tight end number and this might be a bold take right now from everybody out there. I personally think that if this team uses this guy, how I think they're going to end up using him in their offense, this rookie tight end can end up being a top five tight end with ease, potentially tight end number two behind Mr. Travis Kelsey. And that is Mr. Dalton Kincaid. Ooh. So that's that's uh, this is probably one of the one takes that you and I have probably uh differed on. Um and it's not that I don't think Dalton Kincaid has the talent. He definitely has mm-hmm. the talent. Um it's more so about how the Bills historically have utilized the tight end position. Um I don't know if it's just Josh Allen doesn't look to that portion of the field. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's that the offensive coordinator has not been able to properly scheme tight ends open. Um, Or I don't know if it's just because Dawson Knox just wasn't the athlete that some of these other tight ends are, but historically you just haven't gotten great consistent production from Dawson Knox. You'll have those occasional games where he might get two touchdowns, you know, in the red zone and like two catches for like 30 yards or something like that. But he hasn't historically been, someone that you can really rely on week to week in fantasy. I do think Dalton Kincaid could slide in as their number two receiving option because I'm, I'm kind of off the Gabe Davis train, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it depends on how they use them. If they, if they split them out kind of like they do Travis Kelsey, run them from the slot mm-hmm. every once in a while and things like that. And they can create mismatches. Um, then yeah, he can absolutely be, one of the top three tight ends in fantasy, but I'm, I'm not confident that they'll be able to do that. That's just me. Um, see, that's where we go with, uh, when, when everybody zigs, everybody, you got to zag that other way. Got you. And right now we might just end up zagging the other way, but what we also want to look out there is what's out there for us. So right now we're about to get on the clock and, there's some good potentials out there. What are you thinking 
And I'm just looking at the reason why I went Dolphin Kate is because I've been doing a good amount of drafts and it's just his value right there at well, 124.7, which is roughly late in this round. Right. So we can either zig or zag. We also got Jared Goff, who we can get. But then we're also trying to think about our stacks. That oh, Like, what other stack can we do? Like, what stack? And another good thing right there, Mr. Sweet, Sweet Leaf done sniped us twice in a row. <laughs> so... What are you thinking about right here? We got about 17 seconds. Like, are you thinking about going QB to get a second QB on like Jared Goff? Or... Yeah, I would go Jared Goff here just because okay. of, I'm not crazy about any of the other players around that area, and there's no reason to to reach outside anything. To reach on crazy. Yeah. Like, I'm not high on Damon uh, Harris. Yeah. The other person that might have would have been good is getting a little – dicey is that greg dolch like so which i'm i i, I'm I was high, high on, i was high on him too and i actually talked about him in the guide mm-hmm. the, un, the unofficial uh depth chart came out and i don't know if you remember adam troutman who was with the saints yeah adam troutman was brought over to the broncos once Saint, uh sean payton came over and okay. he is currently listed as the starting tight end so the fact okay. that Peyton was the guy who originally drafted him, and then as soon as he came back into the league, he was like, hey, come over here with me. I'm thinking that he'll probably be the featured tight end. It's not saying that Dulcich won't have value. He could, All but. Right. But we're on the clock right now, so got about right. 13 seconds. Who are you thinking about? Uh, we can talk. We can go back into that. Mingo. We got. Uh, I was just about to say, he, Mingo <laughs> is sitting right there. You got three seconds. Yep. And just so you know, guys, like I'm a big, big Carolina Panther fan. Y'all can see the num- y'all can see the jersey up in the back. I'm high on Jonathan Mingo this year. Yes, sir. And the funny thing about it is we can end up getting that Carolina Panther stack up in the back end, I think personally. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of people, and I mentioned this up in the other episodes, is a lot of people ain't sleeping on um, up on the Panthers. But what people don't realize is that um, Bryce Young, he is distributing the ball out to everybody. Right. But there is one guy who he looks to a lot more than like what he should. But that's his safety blanket. And that's Mr. Hayden Hurts. And Right now, like you really don't even have to worry about getting Hayden Hurts up in the back end. But just to talk about the team right now, so people can actually get a visual at court at quarterback, we do have Trevor Lawrence and we do have uh, Jared Goff. Then we also have Travis Etienne at running back, Najee Harris, Cam Makers, Devon A. Chain at wide receivers. We have CD Lamb, we have Chris Olave, we have Zay Flowers, we have Trayvon Burks. And then we also have Jonathan Mingo. And then at tight end, we have Evan Ingram. And right now on the board, who are some guys out there that you are thinking that might be some good selections for like our next pickup and 10 picks away? So 10 picks away. Mm -hmm. I am in just, if we're just staring at at the board as is right now, I would probably suggest... And I don't know if I would want to go two tight ends that quickly. 
I would probably go Laporta. But we don't have okay. so we have golf, right? Yes. So golf and Laporta. It's not a full stack, but it's a little mini stack there. Definitely some value there because there's definitely going to be some high scoring weeks. And from what I've heard, Laporta has been dominant at camp. Um, Correct. If we didn't go Laporta. You also got now I'm just saying I'm just throwing it out there. We don't have to go Laporta, but there also is Matthew Stafford still out there. And we don't know what he's going to do this year. And a lot of people are already sh- like taking him off their their draft board, saying, "Oh, the Rams are going to stink this year. They're not going to be good." Well, if the Rams end up stinking, we already know what they got to do. They want to throw the ball, to everybody. Yeah. They're going to have to throw the ball, and we already know how. Oh shoot, your boy Brock Purdy went off at thirteen point four, dog. That's the highest I've ever seen him go. It's because he was recently named the uh, the number one, uh, which you know, you know, kudos to him as a 49ers fan. I'm happy that we at least are decided on somebody, but mm-hmm. um, I think that's a little high for him. Um, I think I think Brock is kind of a, a gambler at uh, at the position, and most mm-hmm. of his gambles will play, pay off. But a lot of people don't realize last year. He had a lot of should have been interceptions that got dropped. Yep. Um, a lot that hit the defender in the chest and linebacker ain't coordinated, can't catch it, or stuff like that. So um I'm a big fan of Brock. I like the way he moves the offense. I think that under the off under him, the offense has looked good. We were averaging 30 points a game versus with Jimmy and Trey was closer to like 20, 20-ish, like 21, 22. So um, I definitely like that improvement offensively, um, but, but that is on the clock, that's a little high. All right, and uh, on the clock. Yep, Laporta, if he's so, there, I'd take. Yeah, him. so that's so everybody. We're going Sam Laporta as our second tight end behind Evan Ingram. And so now we have two tight ends. We have enough mm-hmm. quarterbacks. I at this point would only focus on running backs and receivers, mostly receivers. If like if there's value there, um, yeah, you know, one that's... guy who I really, one guy who I'm thinking right now, and that's just because I think he's going to do big things this year, and this is the reason why I wanted um, Anthony Richardson is because I wanted some Alec Pierce okay. as my uh, as my wide receiver just to uh, pair up with him. So we we me and uh and your your normal co-hosts were doing a, a best ball together, mm-hmm. and we missed out on um, we missed out on a lot of our receivers that we wanted, but we grabbed Josh Downs today, and it just so happened that some clips got out today of him torching defenders, and I I already knew what he could do because I'm a Carolina fan, so I remember him mm-hmm. from UNC, uh, but. Seeing that, and I know there were questions about his size and everything like that. What I'm starting to realize with with these receivers, the size size does matter for certain players. If you mm-hmm. got a guy who is shifty enough, who can get off the line, and and can make a move, he can he can make it in the NFL even if he's slightly undersized. 
So some of these, I know a lot of people are like, all oh, these receivers are small this year, but mm-hmm. some of these guys are still going to do well because they're they're quick enough off the line and they know how to make a move, make somebody move, miss, create separation, and, and they got good hands. So if you're if you're that type of receiver, you can still find success even if you're not six foot and you know two hundred ten pounds. Yeah. So also right here now, like we have, we do have like a pretty good system right now. The one guy before I pulled the trigger because everybody out there, we probably only had like maybe like three, four seconds uh, just to pick a person. So I did end up picking Alec Pierce, mm-hmm. but I kind of was hesitant on that. Um, not because of what you were saying. Um, it's just I saw another guy down there um, on the board, which who I think is going to be Mr. Jordan Love's favorite target, which is uh, Jaden Reed who I did not end up selecting and he just went at 14.6 mm. and I'm actually really high up on Jaden Reed this year. I really think it's just an, it's just something about these rookies, man, just something about these rookies that I'm high on certain ones and seeing the potential that what they can end up doing in certain offense. Like there's another this- one right now that is still on the board, which is Jalen Hyatt. And I think he, I'm, in all the other episodes, I probably was dogging some of the uh, Giants players, but 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 the more you actually go back and you actually look at what Dayball does as a head coach, Dayball is just like he is the tight end, or he is a good OC, but he gets the best out of his players, but he also gets them open too. So and with that speed and with Darren Waller coming in, they might be able to do something. But I'm also not a big fan of Darren Waller, only because of his health. I think he's a great athlete, but I'm not. I don't think he's going to be healthy the whole year, and that's just me going off the pass. But things could change, and that Giants offense could end up look, be looking scary. So I, yeah, the, I, I've been in on the Giants all off season. A lot of people have called me crazy. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. I have not changed my stance, not one bit. Everything that I've seen this offseason has reinforced what I was what I already believed. Um, the fact that Saquon re-signed, I, it reinforced what I already believe is that this Giants offense is going to surprise a lot of people this year. And the fact that okay. they made the playoffs last year. So you have to realize they made the playoffs last year with Daniel Jones only throwing 15 passing touchdowns. That wasn't even a passing touchdown right. every game. He was efficient on the ground. He had 700 yards rushing. Saquon had his highest rushing uh, yards ever. Um, Saquon had a bunch of receptions last year, and they had no wide mm-hmm. receivers. So they they okay. bring in Paris Campbell this year. They bring in Darren Waller this year. They drafted Jalen Hyatt. And so now he has some weapons. Now, you know, still got Saquon. He's got another year in the system. I think that offense is going to surprise a lot of people. That's one of my teams. Okay. That's my that's one of my sleeper teams for this year. But they're really not sleepers though, because they made the playoffs. Well, there people still, for some reason, do not believe that they're any good. They they're looking at it as more of a fluke, and so. Um, I mean, even the people who who, you know, like, oh, yeah, Daniel Jones made the playoffs, but he's not that guy. Uh, Was it uh, Le'Veon Bell said that that Daniel Jones was a bottom bottom five 
quarterback or bottom 10 quarterback, something like that. So it was like a lot of a lot of people are not bought in yet. They still don't believe that, you know, this team is is on the up and up. I'm not saying they're going to all okay, of a sudden. So, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say I'm not big on Daniel Jones. I'm big on the head coach and bringing the best out of Daniel Jones. Yep. That's but and that's that's what I'm buying on the clock. With us being on the clock, so we have two QBs, we have four running backs, and we have six wide receivers, and then two tight ends. What are you Justin thinking about Ross. going here? Are you trying to think about, huh? Justin, oh, either Justin Bryce Ross? Young, either Bryce Young or Justin Ross. That's where I would go. Okay, we got so no. I'm we got how many zigging and zagging? We got We've two QBs. Got two. Or, all right, we got two QBs. All right, so yeah, I would I yeah. would go Justin Ross here. And we're going to see if we're going to get a little zig or we're dag on people's zag. We took Justin Ross because of his upside. Since his QB is Patrick Mahomes, he might end up going out there doing like a 30-point game one week. And we also got to remember, this is best ball. It's right. probably the best platform just to get you out there ready for your drafts and that people are actually paying money just to actually draft. And then you're drafting with some of your friends, but then you're also able to win a little, a little something, something up on the back end. So like right now we're seeing that Bryce Young has not been taken and you thinking about going Bryce Young right here. I mean, we got, or we do, got, are you thinking about going Juwan Juwan Johnson? See, I don't know what Juwan Johnson is going to be with their car mm-hmm. there. Cause he wasn't great last year, right? No, he was good last well, year. Well, he did his best numbers. So we Last get year. we got five seconds. Bryce Young or or you you, you oh, run I it. Guess we, you run it. Yeah, we going Bryce Young, everybody. We just went Bryce Young, so we got that right. Bryce Young and then Jonathan Mingo stack going on right now, which a lot of people are saying, and that's just from the grapevine out there, that Bryce Young could end up being rookie offense offense of rookie of the year. If he ends up staying healthy, I can see that. But we already know it goes to a QB. But if he's healthy for the full year and with the NFC South having the easiest schedule, because I think the Panthers' schedule is I think fifth. the fifth easiest. Yeah. So they're, so they're top five still. And what a lot of people don't realize is that the Panthers was uh, got the number one overall pick but was not a number one overall pick team that was like decimated or like needing, didn't have a future or anything. Right. There was only one game out the playoffs. Right. But I don't think people understand that. So a lot of people are saying that the Saints are going to take over this division. We're going to see. But I don't think that's going to happen, dog. So we're definitely- done it. We're done okay. at receivers, so we can get rid of the the uh, wide receivers. That's the only thing I was trying to say. Oh wait, no. Oh, all right. It's not letting me take off the the uh, wide receivers. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. Oh yeah, there you go. So right now. Our our team is as of now. We already got our QBs. Our QBs are done. We're not even looking at QBs anymore. We got Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff, Bryce Young. At running backs, we have 
Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, Cam Akers, and then Devon A. Chain. At wide receiver, we have C.D. Lamb, Chris Olave, Zay Flowers, Traylon Burks, Jonathan Mingo, Alec Pierce, and then Justin Ross. And at tight end, Evan Ingram, and then Sam Laporta. So I would, we need to see what running backs we can get here, right? Right, so, so if we're just focusing on the running backs right here, even though technically, like what I said, everybody, we can zig where like people zag. Pretty much, y'all, they ain't no running backs out there. That's why we say you got to get your guy. Like there are some guys that you can just throw flyers at, like a Ty like Chandler, and, and then hope you get something. I like another flyer. Another that's another guy who I was high on, which. In, in the rookie draft that uh, myself and then Mr. N.M. Porterfield was in, I ain't say nothing about Evan Hall because I was hoping he was just going to fall into, <laughs> into the actual auction draft. But uh, it didn't make it that far. He ended up taking them. Mm-hmm. But um, there's also what, what other running backs are you thinking about right there? Because this will be like our last two picks. So, so I like to go like another tight end. There's another I like the Denaric- out there that I'm high out there on, but go ahead. So I like Deneric Prince. Um, I like Luke Musgrave a lot right now at tight end. Um, I've so, been hearing that he has been he has been eating at at the Packers uh, camp. So he's one of the tight ends that I'm high on. So another tight end that I'm high on is I told y'all I love these rookies. Is I like Michael Mayer's dog. That's a good one. I am high on Michael Mayers, and we're not, and we was not able to get our stack everybody with the Panthers because Hayden Hurst was taken. But what we can do is, so what are you thinking about right here? Would you want to go with? We can go like Luke Luke Musgrave and just see what he does. But I'm also high on Michael Mayers because I don't think they have anything out there besides for Devontae Adams. Do do Mayer. I would definitely go with Mayer, especially with Jimmy's proclivity to throw towards the middle of the field. And that's another reason why I was high on Mayer's too, is because technically all he's doing is just taking the role of George Kittle. Of no, of Darren Waller. Well, oh. yeah, of Darren Waller and then George Kittle too. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. So with our last pick, what are you thinking? Um, we can probably we'll need just to go running back, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. I would definitely and say which running, running back, back would you want to throw a flyer on? Ty Chandler or like Evan Hall? I want to throw a flyer at Evan Hall. And there's two reasons for that. First reason, of course, we okay. don't know what's going on with Jonathan Taylor. And there's a big chance. Final that, answer? Yeah, that's my final answer. Um, final answer, everybody. We are going Evan Hall. The The second reason why is that Evan Hall was initially brought in to be a receiving running back. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of you may remember that Naheem Hines had performed that role before going over to the Buffalo Bills. So he was brought in for his receiving profile, meaning that even if Jonathan Taylor was going to play, there's still the opportunity for him to have the receiving upside and provide, you know, he can give you 12, 15 points off of taking Mm -hmm. a reception to the house, you know. So um, that is still there, but he's built like a three down back. So just because he was brought in for receptions does not mean that he's, you know, just a little scat back. He's built like a three down back. So 
with that being the case and with Jonathan Taylor's situation being up in the air, I think he was the great the, the best pick for for that last pick. Okay. Yeah, I'm I think it was a good selection. So right now we're looking at um we're also gonna go back over the actual full draft and just say like who the team is. We also want everybody to um go on and get yourself out there, go and get that burn the playbook uh draft guide. Yes, sir. Just uh show show some support out there to Mr. NM Porterfield. He worked really hard on it. I appreciate um, that. Let the, let the people know like where they can actually get it from. Uh, like what's the website that, that they can go to just to get it or where is it located? Yeah. So it's just go to burn the playbook.com. Um, very simple. No weird spellings or anything. Burn the playbook.com. There's only three pages on there. And, and the page that you want to go to is the guide. And then once you scroll down, you can either purchase the guide um, directly from that link or, if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, you can subscribe to the Patreon, which is also linked on that page and you'll get the guide for free. And then it'll also get you other perks. Like you can reach out to me for fantasy advice. You'll be able to join the discord and other things. So uh, those okay. are the two ways that you can get the guide. Um, but like I said, burn the playbook.com is, is your easiest method. Okay. So for everybody that is um, not um, able to see the uh, draft board and what we can end up doing. The draft has ended, but what we're going to end up doing is we're going to go back to um, the results of it. And we're going to check it out just so we can let y'all know what, how it ended up finishing. Uh, Oh, this is what I won. But um, right now it's just searching. So let's see. Okay, so here's the um, here's the one that we ended up doing. Everybody that's able to actually see, and we're going to show the full draft. Um, so we're going to break it down. We're actually we drafted from the uh, 1.10 position, and we ended up going in the first round. We went C.D. Lamb. In the second round, we went Chris Olave. In the third round, um, we went Travis Etienne. In the fourth, we went Najee Harris. In the fifth, we went Cam Akers. In the sixth, we went Trevor Lawrence. Um, in the seventh, we, we went Zay Flowers. The eighth, we went Tra- uh, Traylon Burks. And in the, what, is, what was that, the ninth? Yep, ninth. We went uh, Evan Ingram. Tenth, we went uh, Devon A. Chain. Eleventh, we went Jared Goff. Twelfth, we went Jonathan Mingo. 13th, we went Sam Laporta. 14th, we went Alec Pierce. 15th, we went Justin Ross. 16th, we went Bryce Young. And in the 17th, we went Michael Mayers. And to end off, then 18th round, we went Mr. Evan Hall. Is there any picks right there that you are thinking about that we should have not taken and went somebody else? Um, The only let's see scroll up and it's not even that i wouldn't have taken them Mm -hmm. um so with me picking late in in the first round i Mm -hmm. probably would have went nick chubb over cd lamb um however you probably wouldn't have been able to get cd land on the on the turn um but i am i'm really big on nick chubb this year and i like Mm -hmm. 
if I can't get my receivers early, like one of the top five receivers, I like solidifying my my running back earlier so that I can okay. focus on receivers later on. But beyond that, um, it's still a great pick because CeeDee Lamb, like I said, is probably going to be – there's a chance CeeDee Lamb is a top five wide receiver in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm I'm actually bigger on him than Stephon Diggs. Um, yeah. You know, so – and even though I, I don't think the Cowboys as a team are going to be as good, I still think the fantasy opportunities are going to be – still going to be there for – for CD Lamb, so um, that was probably the only thing I probably would have done differently. Everything else, man, okay. it just seemed like everything else seemed to fall great. Like we, you have a great set of running backs, you have a great set of receivers, you have great quarterbacks, mm-hmm. especially with the stacks and things that you were gonna that we were you know targeting. This is actually a very good draft. Which, yeah, like I, I said so too. last time I was on here, I, I haven't had this much luck on on drafts so <laughs> this is cool to see well, uh see some good some good things falling because mine has not been oh falling. yes for everybody out there please don't forget to like comment and subscribe to the Cerberus fantasy youtube channel where we're going to be bringing out dope content throughout the year and we got some special treats out there especially for whenever football season gets back into the swing of things Hopefully they're going to end up having some like sit start videos, some buy low sell high videos, yes, sir. and some waiver wire pickup videos as well. So that's one thing just to be up on the lookout for up on this upcoming season. And please don't forget to actually check out the actual website right now. The current website is CerberusFantasySports.wordpress.com. And that's just the articles for the campus to Canton league that they're also starting to form up to. They've just been writing some articles out there, but the new website is under construction where you're going, you will be able to see those same articles, but you would also be able to get the data that you want for your fantasy players as well. And that should be coming out right before the kickoff of the season. So go on and check out just some of the articles out there. And this just going to deep dive and, Let's just go on and get out there and have fun, everybody. Yes, sir. Any last words? Uh, burn the playbook. Uh, y'all know it is. If, if you know, you've, you've been struggling with your fantasy leagues or you just don't know where to start, don't know what to do, have no clue how to find success, turn your game around, you know, burn the playbook. That's what we're here for. You know, every time we, we want to light it up and make sure we, we bring something new, bring something hot. So helmets on, mouthpiece in, let's light it up. All right. Well, we want to thank everybody out there for listening to the podcast, listening to the very end. We greatly appreciate everything that y'all are doing here and listening to because we are doing this. This is just a hobby. We just love fantasy football. And we're also out here just to entertain you. And we're also very thankful that Mr. N.M. Porterfield from Burn the Playbook was able to come on to the podcast just to do a draft strategy and just let us know out there like what you want to see next because like we are of the people like we want to give you videos that's actually going to help you out. Do you want to go into a draft and then do something that nobody has ever done before, which is not even have a strategy and just see how it actually goes? Like, that's one thing that we can end up doing for y'all. And to, to show, like, Exhibit A, which y'all just saw us actually having a strategy and just going through it, breaking it down play by play, 
on like the reason why we're taking it. And then the next one, we can probably go in just blind and not even seeing like what it could end up happening if you do not have a strategy in the league. But y'all just let us know. We're going to leave some comments out there. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. And we'll leave it a five-star ratings. And go on and sign up. And, and don't give us that thumb up up on YouTube. And hit that subscribe button. We out, y'all. Thanks for checking out another episode of Service Green Iron Podcast. Powered by Service Fantasy Sports. Make sure you stay tuned for the next episode.